Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus D. And welcome back to a great episode that we have planned for you guys today. Yeah, today we got a topic that's kind of obscure. Maybe not everybody's heard about it, but I'm sure you guys are going to really enjoy. We're talking about black stick people. And I have been aware of these things for a while. And me and Vic have been talking about these for a little bit. Finally glad we're getting to an episode on these guys. Yeah, for those of you guys who have been listening for a while, you might have noticed that we spoke just kind of a little bit about it in our very first episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we get into our full-fledged episode, uh, something that I want to touch up uh, on, some paranormal news that's going on. So this morning I was getting prepped for uh, the Black uh, Stickman video that we're doing today. And, and I was at work. <laughs> well, I was enjoying my day off, thank you very much. And uh, I'm, I'm perusing online and I'm... I'm watching uh, some Star Trek Deep Space Nine in the background. Nerd. It is the best series of the Star Treks. Next Gen. No, next I'm not gen. saying Next Gen is not good. Just Deep Space Nine is just better. Okay. Before we move on to this very important <laughs> news, I want all of you guys to chime in on what's the better Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Next Gen or Deep Space Nine? Captain Sisko is so much cooler than Captain Picard. That is just blatantly incorrect. He could and would win in a fist fight. That is just blatantly incorrect. You are mistaken, sir. Okay, I'm, okay, let's get to the news. So yeah, so I gotta get up and uh, I gotta get a drink, okay? Because I just finished like watching my episode. I'm getting up. So I decided I'm gonna check on my phone and, and I'm gonna check uh, like some updates and I'm gonna check Reddit. And Reddit is exploding. Like most of the subreddits that I'm subscribed to are just blowing up. About this UFO, uh, this UFO sighting that happened the other day. So this was, this was. We're recording this as of the 14th. So this would have happened on the 13th last night around midnight, down in Rio de Janeiro, in the county of. I think it's called. They people say Mage. I don't know if it's Mahe or is how it's pronounced, but whatever. But it was about midnight, and the citizens of Rio de Janeiro are looking up in the sky and they're seeing these bright blue lights uh, in the sky going across the sky all at different various speeds and people are freaking out about this they're calling the police they're calling the news they're making all these sorts of reports concerned about this and then all of a sudden people in the town start reporting that helicopters start flying up to the lights in the sky and then one of the lights in the sky turns red and then crashes down uh, down into a river and sinks into a river down there in Rio de Janeiro. And Reddit's exploding about this and people are posting all over Reddit about wondering if this is true or if it's a hoax and Twitter's blown up about it too. And what they're saying, like the people down there are saying is that the Brazilian government has surrounded the area where this UFO was crashed and they're not letting anybody in there and they're shooting drones down. Like people are posting these videos on there and they're saying that you can hear the crash in the background, but it actually sounds like kind of like gunshots that are going off. Uh, and I think this is what's going on is that they're shooting the drones down in these videos actually. 
where they're not letting anybody get near there. But uh, all of the stuff that's coming in is saying some of the people are saying that they've stepped past the fence and they've seen what's crashed down there and they're seeing that it's actually a UFO and that the government is just covering this up. And as of right now, the Brazilian government kind of oddly is not commenting on anything that's going on and it hasn't hit any of the major news networks uh, that are down right now. And it's getting really, really weird because most of the, the subreddits that I'm following, each subreddit, the people in there are claiming that the video of the uh, actual crash, they've seen it, but that the moderators are taking it down and the government right now is like scrubbing the internet clean of the actual uh, video of the Brazilian helicopter shooting this UFO down. So, like, are people getting mad at the mods assuming they took the video down and the mods are like, no, we didn't take yeah, it down? Yeah, yeah, most of the subreddit, most of the people on the subreddits are all uh, claiming that the mods are part of the conspiracies right now. And they're mad saying, oh, I'm going to go over to our UFOs or our aliens. And you go over to those subreddits and they're the exact same thing. The people are claiming the mods are taking the videos down. They're uh, deleting comments and they're suppressing this information. And just Reddit is just imploding. Uh, about this UFO that's crashed down in Rio de Janeiro. I kind of feel like it would be more likely that they're just hacking into Reddit and removing it than oh, like yeah. all the, you know, moderators from part of the conspiracy. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, I yeah, I I agree with that. Or, you know, you also think about it too, you know, most of the 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 moderators are also saying that no, we're taking down repeat posts, we're taking down people that are posting uh harmful content, but of course that's what they're going to say, but people are commenting right back saying that they've posted the video of the UFO crashing and they're just taking it down or it's the government coming in and just scrubbing the internet clean uh, of all of the uh, videos of the actual thing crashing. And you can actually still go up and you can see photos. You can still see some videos right now uh, of the area outside the crash site where you can see like smoke and stuff rising from the distance from where this happened. And it's just... It's just so cool to, like, be on top of a UFO story as it's coming out. Damn. Yeah, I know. So, we're going to keep you updated on this, guys, because I don't, you know, I don't know if there's more going on down there in Rio, Rio de Janeiro that they're just not telling us. I don't know if this is just some sort of massive hoax. I don't think that it's actually a hoax, because all of the subreddits are blowing up about this and people talking about this right now. Most of the subredditors are all saying that they're talking to their families down there and most of the families down there are saying right now down in, uh, down in this section where the UFO was crashed, they're even saying that the power has been disconnected uh, down there in that whole area right now while they're trying to clean up what whatever's going down there. And if you, and you can still see um, videos posted of what the UFO looked like in the sky, like the, like the blue image, uh, like the blue glow that it has. And it kind of, to me, has kind of a look of like the ships from the Matrix as they're flying through everything, like those uh, glowing blue things that are keeping the ship afloat. Like, I think that's kind of like what it reminds me of when I watch this. I'm still trying to find one of those scrubbed away photo, uh, videos of the of it actually crashing. So I'm trying to see if there's actually any evidence of a video of it actually crashing down there. Well, if we happen to find it, we'll post it to you guys. Although it'll probably disappear. I know, it's probably going to disappear. We're just going to be like, just more people saying, We've saw it! We've seen it! But then it just gets, you know, scrubbed away and swept under. Like, you guys know most of these things tend to happen. 
But we're not going to let it happen, and that's why we're talking about it to you guys in today's episode. So this that is way, a pretty curious story. Oh, I know, I know. Well, it's not so often that we get to be like right on top of one of these UFO stories. It's like you know, as they're coming out, like almost every UFO story I think that we've ever covered, it's been almost oh my god, almost ten ish years. You know, ten to thirty or forty years since we've talked about it. So it's kind of cool to talk about something recent. So if you guys have heard about this UFO crash down in Rio de Janeiro, make sure you guys put in the comments below uh, what you guys think is going on down there, your guys' input, and we'll try to give you guys an update in our next episode uh, if we learn anything new about this. And speaking of that, do we have any comments from our last video? Yeah, yeah. Like, one of the things me and Lo uh, Vic love doing is we love going over comments. So if you guys put comments in our videos, uh, we'd love to uh, talk about them and get to your guys' input on some of our topics. So for those of you that uh, weren't here last time, in our last episode, we talked about the Shanghai Tunnels. These haunted tunnels under the city of Portland, Oregon, that were often used by uh, Shanghaiers and pirates in order to press gang people into the ships uh, there in Portland. So we're going to read some of the comments and kind of talk about what some of the thoughts that people had. Uh, Philip Narr said, I like this episode a lot. I have a question. Didn't the slavers take the shoes of the victims and spread broken glass in front of the cages so the victims wouldn't try to escape? As to your attitude towards the paranormal, always investigate the paranormal with someone in case the crap hits the fan. Okay. Um, we might not have explained that very well. But we're That's what we were trying to say is that they were scaring the glass and taking the shoes to make it hard for people to escape so they can't get very far. Um, we just might not have worded that yeah. very well. And looks like that is a vote against my cavalier attitude. Woohoo! One vote for Marcus. Thank you very much, by the way, Philip. Glad to see you on Team Marcus on that. Creepy California, thank you for commenting again. Listen, if you guys go and don't take a tour, plenty of batteries for your light and type of protection because you will find druggies and some homeless. Maybe even a dead body, so be careful. This is from personal experience. Uh, creepy California, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, me and Vic have been investigating the paranormal for a while, and if there's one thing we know, when you go investigate the paranormal, you will often find homeless people. Yep. Yeah. We have had this on a few of our excursions, and our, uh, we are very aware of this, and anybody that wants to get into investigating the paranormal, this is, uh, definitely a good tip from Creepy California. Although we haven't found a dead body yet. No, we've never found that. Now, we also thought that we might end up as dead bodies on a few of these <laughs> investigations, but we've never found a dead body on any of our investigations. We do tend to bring extra batteries because we do often experience the uh, electronic drain phenomena. Actually, one time when going into a haunted uh, area, a fresh set of batteries literally exploded within uh, like my uh, electronic lantern I keep. Yeah, and I've had a few instances when I've been out my phone fully charged by the way before we go out, we get out there and it like drops to like almost like about to die. Do you um, do you ever carry anything for protection on you? Like me personally? Yeah. So okay. So yeah, one of one of the things that I wear all the time that I don't tell a lot of people is I do wear I do wear a cross anytime that I go out. For anything as far as like spiritual protection, like when I go out. I always believe the things that you should take with you are things that you personally strongly believe will actually protect you. Because I think that there is a strong element of uh, conviction, I think, that is required to protect yourself when you're using some sort of, like, occultic, mystic, religious means in order to protect yourself. I mean, more like a physical sense. Oh, I know. So, like, you know, like a gun. No, I've never bought a gun. I'm not responsible, I think, to take any of those out. I mean, this is more of a holdover from my survival days, but in my, um, in my satchel I usually have with me, there is a hunting knife and a skinning knife. Mm -hmm. So, probably not the world's best weapons, 
but yeah. <laughs> and I have them. I, I take a very heavy flashlight in case I need to defend myself from something. And that's not a bad idea. I know, I mean, it's so not. those heavy flashlights are basically a club. <laughs> okay, so the last uh, comment that I think that we're going to do, we're going to do from Death Knight. So Death Knight said... This is interesting to hear about. I was thinking about other secret tunnels or underground networks that people don't really talk about, like the ones under Chicago that the Mafia used. I know strange things happen under them, and the hospitals kind of use them still like Russian Cook County hospitals. One example from my brother who used to work there said that Rush Morgue that's underground, they heard strange sounds by it. And a long time ago, a baby's body went missing. They had checked the building up and down all over for the area but couldn't find the body. They had increased security and put extra locks in some of the areas, especially the morgue. Yeah, there are a lot of underground tunnels that people do not know about. Like, there's underground tunnels I know under the city of Moscow. There's stuff that's under the Denver International Airport. We could go tons into that. There's a pair of catacombs, but I think a lot of people talk about that. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely, definitely these tunnels all over the ground. And if you're listening to this, definitely check out to see if your city or your town has any underground tunnels. Because you would probably be surprised how often that there are actually are there. Yeah, and I would like to do more underground so we find some good leads and mm -hmm. some good content on it. Mm -hmm. um, definitely some places that can be checked out. But again, if you go there, always remember these are the kind of places that homeless people and some... Uh, People with shady individuals. shady, yeah, shady individuals will often have to, you know, uh, go down in there and always take somebody with you. I, I mean, it's just such a oh, good yeah. idea. Like e even me, if I'm underground, I'm definitely not breaking up from a group. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're always having a buddy with you. There's always safety in numbers. Yeah, to to be clear, when I was talking about <laughs> it last time. I'm talking about, like, if I see something, I mean, I'm going to take off running after it, and if people can't keep up, I'm probably going to end up on my own for at least a little bit. I'm not talking about wandering around underground by myself. That I know enough not to do that one. That's why I have to keep my cardio up just barely enough in order to be able to keep up with you. Doesn't take a lot, but I do <laughs> got to do a little bit of cardio to be able to keep up with you so you don't end up, you know, dead. Yeah, and it's not that I don't like having people around me. I actually do prefer that. It's just, I'm not going to miss out on an experience because other people can't keep up with me. I think a lot of it is, is you want to make sure that you're not going with somebody who's also going to, like, you know, scream and take off running. You know, I, you always want to make sure that you're going to go with somebody who's going to run the same direction as you. Yeah, yeah. Rather towards it or away from it. Yeah, odds are I'm going to run towards it unless it's something that I'm worried about physically killing me. Like, I might not run up to Bigfoot because I'm kind of worried he might beat the snot out of me. What, that peanut butter loving creature of the woods you were describing in, you know, one of our last episodes? Hey, you don't, you... Just because he can be dopey doesn't mean he can't also be violent. <laughs> I was more arguing, I don't think he's a spiritual genius or anything, Yeah. but I, I don't know. I go back and forth so much on Bigfoot. That's one of the reasons he's probably not like a real focus of mine. I, I don't ever have a real clear, solid, consistent thought about him. But thank you so much, by the way, for the fans for uh, sticking up and siding with me in this. I really appreciate that. And no one supported my cavalier attitude. That's okay. That's good. I think people should not support your, some of your cavalier attitudes. Okay, okay, let's <laughs> let's get rolling on. All right, so all right, let's let's get into the big topic for today, black stickmen. So I know Vic, you've been you've been studying these things a little bit longer than I have. 
Oh yeah, I've been looking into them for a few years now. I haven't done a really dedicated deep dive into them until fairly recently. It's more of something that I always knew was around. Like, uh, I think I first became aware of them through those two, like, really dubious YouTube videos. And that led me to some of the stories about them. And, and just so you know, the out of the two, like, kind of popular Stickman uh, videos that are out there, the massive one, Climb Over the Building, I'm pretty much 100% positive that that is uh, a faked video. And the other one where it's kind of climbing up a wall... I think it's also likely faked. But the thing is that led me to some of the actual accounts of Black Stickman. And it's from there that I kind of like started my research. Yeah, but I'm going to precipice this by saying that I also don't really believe in the videos that have been posted. And I, I'm not going to lie. I have never seen a photo of them that I 100% believe is real. Okay? Oh yeah, for me it all comes down to the accounts. Yeah, so this is one of those, if you try to go out and research it... Uh, always take like any sort of photo on the paranormal take with a grain of salt, but this could be one you, you this the grain of salt may be a little bit bigger. Just just saying that. But again, so so what exactly do black stickmen look like, Vic? Like what do like oh. what does this entity actually look look like? Pretty much it looks like a freeform, solid black creature, extremely lithe, extremely thin, um, usually seen to be around seven, eight feet tall, although that's not always the case. Um, and it looks like kind of a children's drawing of a stick man or the stick guy who appears on road signs. It just seems to be a freestanding version of that up and moving around. Like our like our kindergarten drawings we've done have come to life walking around? More or less, yeah, that's pretty much what people are reporting seeing. And apparently like in many of the accounts, they're usually seen either at twilight or at night and often are dark enough that you can see them silhouetted against the night sky. And one of the weird things about seeing black stickmen is they are stick, not even like just look at them, but they're also like a stick two-dimensionally. Like if you like, if they're like two-dimensional things walking around. They have like almost no width to them. Like I've read accounts of people seeing them and they turn to the side and you just can't see them anymore or they just turn into just one straight line just going straight up. Yeah, in some of the accounts where that's happened, I the people say they're almost entirely invisible when they turn the right way. And that's just, it's so, it's so weird to wrap my mind around something that has almost no depth to it like that. That like literally just turns to the side and it almost just turns invisible. And But it would still have to be three dimensional. If it was two dimensional, I don't think you'd be able to see it at all. Well, I think that's why some people say they turn invisible. Oh, like yeah. that's, that's my, that's my point. You know, and, and other time things that people often associate them with too is having this like sort of weird staticky almost I've seen reports of them having like like wavy like the air like vibrates yeah, like around them. An air displacement sort yeah. of effect. I actually have some theories on that, but I want to save it for a little later. Yeah, like think like, you know, that like when the when it's really, really hot and like all of a sudden everything kinda gets kinda wavy, like think like that surrounding these things. But also at the same time they all, also people have reported uh having like a weird electronic charge when they see these things like you can almost feel like the hairs on your arm standing up i've even seen reports of people saying they have like this weird metallic taste in their mouth whenever they see whenever they see one of these things yeah and that goes along with uh one of those times we've, we've heard about this reporter with shadow people and things like that but mm -hmm. a, a weird crackling kind of staticky sound one person likened it to like 
pouring a soda, a freshly opened soda into a cup and then listening to that. That is something along those lines, hearing all the bubbles popping. And people have heard like um like this sort of phenomenon around ghosts as well, too. Like this mm-hmm. sort of a like crackling sound too. So it kind of gives a it kind of gives this this almost image that like like they're not supposed to be here. Like I can't think of anything else naturally that walks around with this just sort of like static electric electrically <laughs> Just sort of visage all around it. Like, I can think of... It's it's not something that walks around, but I can think of something that has something like this. What? Okay. Back in my wilder days, me and uh, one of my friends wilder decided days. to build an ionic lifter. And for those of you who don't know, it is a flying machine with no moving parts. And before you tell me you can't make a flying machine without moving parts, you totally can. I was about to say that to you, like, right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like, for those of you that want to say it, I'm saying it now, but okay. Go ahead, continue. But basically, like, an ionic lifter, um, you, I'm going to give you a real quick version of it, but you make a very light balsa wood frame, usually as a triangle. You run um, wire around it to conduct the electricity. You put some tin foil on it to give it some insulation. And then you pump tons and tons of electricity into uh, the wire. And basically, it'll start creating an ionic wind. And then it'll start to lift off the, off the ground, and it'll start to fly around. Now, some some of our mistakes early on when making this, uh, we didn't really tether it very well at first. And it would just kind of... Because there's no way to steer it. It just flies. <laughs> it, has you, no, it has no moving parts, so you can't steer. How do you not start a fire doing this? Uh, our first several of them, instead of flying, immediately exploded. Okay. Because the electricity arced out the wire into the balsa wood and went... Like there were, we went through a lot of prototypes before we got one that worked. It sounds like it just set a wood frisbee on fire. Oh, and we're, the worst part, we're doing all this indoors. Which, we'll get to a part on that later. And you get onto me for setting stuff on fire, all the stuff you've done. I was a little bit of a mad scientist in my younger days. But, um, m- moving on. As, as we eventually got to prototypes that worked and we learned to tether it down so it doesn't just randomly fly around, um... Once it starts flying, if you leave it flying for too long, it starts to ionize the air and it starts to gl- the air around it literally starts to glow because it's emitting that much electricity. And it creates this weird kind of actually it is a actual almost metally smell slash taste when this is going on. And it'll start to the air around it'll glow kind of a purple color. And we we didn't realize that it's poisonous and we were working in a, indoors in a non-ventilated area. We did eventually yeah. figure that out. <laughs> but um, but it has that sort of, it, it almost makes me think that this is related to that. That this is some sort of field being given off by this thing just emitting a, a ton of electricity. And we had to pour, a, you had to pour a lot of electricity to something to make it fly. <laughs> Particularly without propulsion. And it almost makes me wonder if this thing is carrying some sort of massive electrical charge. Well, it, it got me thinking about you know, one of the things that I don't think people ever think about when they think about these entities is how these things see or how they interact with the world. I mean, when we talk about oh, seeing stuff... let me throw in a caveat real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. For those of you who didn't get from my description what an ionic lifter was, go look it up online. You can find YouTube videos of these. I'm not making this up. Because... It sounds like you, just, you built a wooden frisbee with, surround, like, with aluminum foil wrapped around it. Kind of. It's more of a triangle but oh. yeah just look up images of these guys sorry go oh, continue back, back to what i was saying on my more important point uh uh so we never think about how these entities actually can experience the world around them and in, in things like that i mean when we think about like we see these things there are things that go into 
how we see. There's muscles involved. There's nerves involved. There's a brain process going on. If you think about things like ghosts, shadow people, black stick, man, they don't have these things. They don't have these things. So to say one of these things sees you, how are you making that argument? How are you making, making that case when they don't even have these things that we have to be able to see or things like that? Now, one of the things... Now, one animal that this reminds me of that has something that like this is I was thinking like a shark. Like a shark actually has a totally other sense where they can sense what is like electromagnetic stuff yeah. or they can sense stuff like that. And they also have a lateral line. Yeah. That they can sen- they can use this sense. So what I'm wondering is, is this some sort of way that they can actually sense the world around them by generating this sort of field to do something? I don't know if it's like electrical echolocation. I don't know if it's just... Sending out just some sort of pulse. I I have no idea. I'm not a scientist, but you know that's what just got me thinking about that. And physics really isn't my field. Like for this that project, I I was leaning a lot on my friend who was much better at physics, and I was really more of a support role in it. But that that's an awful lot of if it, if it is using something akin to that, that's an awful lot of charge just to be genuine generating a field for perception. Unless they need a really big field for perception. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, like, now I think about the Ionic Lifter did give off a weird crackly sound, kind of <laughs> like that. Okay, I'm, I'm really thinking this is connected. It, 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 could, it could be. It's prop. I think that this is tied in some way, shape, or form for their ability to actually perceive the, the world around them. Because if you really, like, go and look at stories of Black Stickmen, you will find some stories of them being hostile to people, but they're very sparse. And the vast majority of them, they're just walking around minding their own business. They're walking around watching things. And then when people see them, they tend to get sort of like, oh, crap, you saw me. And then they sort of like take off or they leave or they turn invisible. Yeah, they, they turn seem sideways. To mainly just be trying to remain away from people. And they seem mm-hmm. almost surprised when people spot them. I mean, maybe it is for perception and maybe they're trying to scan over a large area. And maybe that's why a lot of sightings occur in cars. Like, have you noticed that a lot of them are yeah. where someone's driving a car and they see them? Maybe the car was outside the the range of uh, their ability to perceive before they started moving into the open, and then it just was up on them before they could get to a hiding spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the other ones that I see too are are them out. People are outside, like they're they're just outside walking, and these things just happen to be milling about doing something, and they and somebody runs into them at night. Like, you know, in a park or something where people probably wouldn't be at night. I almost wonder, and this is just an off-the-cuff theory, since many of them happen around twilight, if I remember there's a rise in moisture in the air at that point, Mm -hmm. I wonder if it could be something like where it's causing a disruption in their ability. If they, we're going with your your theory that they're using the electrical impulses to perceive. Maybe it's something like where it distorts it somewhat, making it harder for them to kind of really get a good gauge of things. And something that I'm having a hard time wrapping my around my mind around too is the varying size when it comes to reports of these. Because I've heard of reports of these black stickmen being the size of people, all the way up to like being almost twenty feet tall. Yeah, it seems like the average size people are reporting is around seven, eight. But there are definitely some outliers. Do you do you want to tell a little bit about yeah, the story? Yeah, the, yeah. So, so the one story that that I found that I thought that was really, really interesting was this uh, was this guy. He's like in his twenties. He goes out with his buddies to a party, 
and he's the designated driver, and they all get like you know blasted drunk. They're inside. He goes outside to get some air. While he's outside, he sees this large black pole. But then what happens is the pole starts moving. And then he realizes that this almost 20 to 25 foot tall pole is a large stick person walking through the neighborhood and steps on top of a house. Doesn't break the house, just steps on top of the house to get over the house. I'm like, that's like some Jurassic Park shit right there. Like, I'm like, I don't, first off, I don't know how you don't run into like absolute terror seeing something like that. But the story just ends with him going... You know, I may have uh, be hallucinating here. I'm just going to go back inside. <laughs> like, there seems to be, like, this odd association with them and buildings and climbing buildings. Right. Like, a lot of uh, a lot of the stories have them. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them have them, like, climbing up the side of buildings and things like that. It's just a very odd standout thing that's kind of unique. So, I have, a th- I, have a, I have a theory on this. I have a theory on this. So, I mean, if they're only two-dimensional, they probably... I mean, think about it if you were two dimensional. Like, the only reason that we can function and move at all is because, again, we have muscles, we have bones and things like that. These things don't have that. So maybe the, the reason why they need these buildings is they need something to lean onto. They need something to grab onto. Because if you've ever heard, there's also reports of these things when they're moving around that they move kind of funny. Yeah. Like, the, the description that I got was they kind of galloped kind of like a giraffe. Yeah, they, they usually are described as having somewhat of an odd or, gait. Or wonky. Like, I even saw one that was a report from our Arizona. Uh, this guy was driving, he comes to a stop, and one is crawling on its hands and knees. Like, across the, like, just across the, across the road. But the thing is, like, having to resort to, like, quadrupedalism, uh, it, that doesn't really logistify the lack of muscle thing because you you still need muscle for the locomotion to move on all fours. Well, again, we're also talking about again things being two dimensional and how that probably just doesn't work. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, ju- I'm just saying like they clearly have some sort of mechanism. Assuming that they're legit, they clearly have some sort of mechanism for locomotion that is outside our understanding. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and just bring this point up now. I don't think that the black stick man. That's I don't think that's actually how they look. I think, and I actually agree with you yeah. there because my two theories on this both go along. Yeah, those lines. I, I think on some way they are existing in a certain dimension we can't see. Now I'm not saying like some sort of like al- alternate dimension, not necessarily yet where they exist, but like when you think about how we see dimensions, we see things in dimensions like you know height, weight, length, time. Time is another dimension that we have. I'm thinking maybe that we these things exist in some other sort of dimension that that we can't fathom, we can't perceive, and that's why we can only see them as, like, black stick people. Oh, that goes along so well with something I was thinking. Okay, check this out. We're three-dimensional entities, right? Sweet. And our shadows are two-dimensional. Yes. Like, that got me thinking maybe a fourth-dimensional entity projects a three-dimensional shadow. And we wouldn't necessarily be able to perceive a fourth dimensional entity, but perhaps we could perceive a three dimensional shadow. And what we could be seeing are just things from whatever dimension that that's on. And we could be seeing a multitude of different things. And that's why that's why they just come across as varying heights. I mean, if you think about, you know, you know, five-year-old Marcus D here, if I'm drawing a dragon, it's just going to look like a large 
a version of a stick person. Like, I'm going to draw a stick dragon. I'm not going to draw, like, you know, than the same size as people. So maybe that's why there are 20-foot black stick men is because it's some sort of other giant creature that's from that's on that dimension or something. And I know that like, there's, like, some arguments that we're actually fourth-dimensional beings already because we also move through time, but... If you're that guy making that point, don't worry, we get it. We're just we're just saying three dimensional because that's definitely the yeah. one that most people agree on. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, I'm gonna say I'm not a physicist either, so this is getting a little outside my thing. But that's just there are there are people that have the condition that make it that they can only see in two dimension. I can't remember the name of the I can't remember the name of the illness because I I just remembered this. There are people that exist in this world that can only see in two dimension. Like it looks like they're looking at the world like everything is just on a TV screen. So they can't perceive things. They don't have depth. Yeah, they don't have that depth depth perception to be able to perceive things the way we do. So maybe that's what's going on is we're seeing something that that exists in some other sort of dimension that we just can't perceive. So what I'm wondering is, you know, most of these stories seem to be cropping up recently since I think 2009 is I think when this, the the black stickling phenomena started like really taking off. I, I have found like some much older cases. Oh, I have, I have, I have too. Like here, here's a neat one. Have you noticed that a lot of people will say that black stickling don't project a shadow? I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and that goes along with kind of my my shadow theory. Like yeah. it's like, well, that would make sense if they themselves are a shadow. But the question else. is, like, if that's if that's the shadow, what the heck's lurking yeah, what, in the like, what's going in on? the neighboring dimension that we're only catching the shadow? Oh of? man, that is like that's just like so bizarre. And it also may explain too, like, if they're just shadows, why they can't interact with anything? Because shadows can't interact. Like our shadows can't interact with anything. So that's why you're seeing that. And I'm not gonna lie, like I I've read a lot of reports of people talking about these things, attacking people, leaving scratches. I'm not going to lie, though. I think a lot of people are probably confusing a lot of Shadow People stories with Black Stickman stories. That's weird. In my research, I didn't find any stories with them attacking people. Yeah, neither, neither did I. Neither did I. Like, I found a couple of people. But again, it, it, it kind of goes back to people, again, having maybe... Again, we're, we're since the Internet's come out and people are becoming much more comfortable with talking about their paranormal existences through their lives. A lot thank of time, you, internet. Thank you. Uh, it has become much more common for people to start sharing their experiences with stuff, you know, as far back, you know, as their childhood. So we're learning more and more about these stories that have actually happened. And But there are times in which I think some people will just see an entity that we have and they'll kind of loosely associate it with something else. They'll go, oh, that's what I saw it too. Like when I think of like our White Shadow People video that we've done and people will describe their story, but it kind of really sounds kind of like, a ghost, you know, yeah. to, to me when I when I'm when I'm reading the story. Not that I don't think they didn't have a paranormal encounter, but I just think that they're just misclassifying what they're trying to describe here. Because yeah. you'll see people accounting these things with having like top, like black stick been having like top hats and glowing eyes, and I'm just like, this is just. And I think there is a degree of misidentification. Yeah. I'm not saying that all the cases are shadow people, but I think some of the cases are them seeing shadow yeah. people. Yeah, um, because like with shadow people, you're seeing a much more defined body i think when i'm when i'm seeing stuff like this in clothes and with just with black stick people you're not when you're really when people are describing seeing this thing they really talk about these exaggerated thin limbs you know when you talk about shadow people stories people always focus on these clothes the eyes just this black shadowy mass and that's what they tend to focus on versus black stepping phenomenon and it's just the 
oh, look, there's my animated family from kindergarten walking across the hall. Like, I, to some degree, I feel like these have to be shaped by our perception. Yeah. Because it makes no sense for... It's just, it's just a, not a sensible budget. It doesn't make sense with our understanding of reality. Yeah. But yet it's clearly based on something. Unless it's an amazing coincidence. It seems to be based on something, a symbol we use. It's mm-hmm. like we're seeing a walking, moving symbol. Well, if you ask someone who's colorblind to describe the world, they're going to describe it in black, gray, and white. So Yeah, but other people aren't going to see that person's perspective of the world wandering around. No, but again, but this is why we're, we're describing them because this is how we perceive them. We can't perceive them how they actually are. I mean, maybe that's the thing, like, our mind just relates them to this image that we can uh, more easily process. But if that was the case, it would, you got to admit, it would be weird that we, all of our minds go to the same image. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, that there's odd to me. I feel like, in some way, this is shaping, this is shaped by us. Yeah. That this imagery has to originate in some way from us. And that's why, like, I was thinking... What about this being a screen memory sort of effect? Kind of like how um, aliens will often appear as owls or as deer because they're screwing with our sense of perception. They're making us see something that's not right. Maybe this is one of those things where they're projecting a screen memory being like, oh, I don't want them to see me. They'll see this instead, but them not getting it totally right because that happens a lot with screen memories where... Oh yeah, I don't want this guy to think I'm abducting him. I'll do. I'll just turn, make them him see something that I see a lot. Owls, but then not think. Oh, an owl shouldn't be in the house though. I'm willing to believe that theory. I'm I'm willing to believe that there could be some just some sort of collective screen memory that's going on with this. No, I, I don't mean like a collective one. I oh, mean, sorry, like, sorry. Literally, something is projecting that, but they oh, don't that, get okay. how weird what they're projecting is. Okay, I. <sighs> Because that seems to be a thing with the greys. I don't think they totally get us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just think that these things probably exist consistently with in, in, in some other in some other dimension, with some other aspect of reality that we just can't do, and that's why it just seems to be consistently looking like that. We could perceive the stick figure form because that's what our minds and our eyeballs and our nerves and that's what's all programmed to see. Like, that's the only way that we can perceive these things. But either way, I think both are valid theories. Now, like, I don't know. This is just something that popped in my head. I haven't done any research in this, but, um, oh, God, I can't even remember the word. What's the thing where you see faces in places where there aren't faces? Oh, it starts with an A. Oh, it starts with an A. You mean P? Oh, yeah, I do mean P. Yeah, Paradolly. We actually stopped and looked that up after he said A, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not. But, okay, maybe it's like, maybe it's like Paradolly, where our mind will try to create things that our minds anticipate. Maybe we're seeing something that our mind doesn't know how to read, so it's just projecting this over. Although, I don't think that's this is the case. And... When it comes down to, like, the theories that we're throwing out, the idea of it being an extra-dimensional being and we're seeing the shadow, that's my second favorite theory. I actually like the screen memory one a little more. But if it's not the screen memory one, that's my next theory. I I like this case enough to give it two theories. I'm okay with that. I definitely think, though, that this is something that we are not accustomed to seeing, though. Because one of the things that I've noticed with the stories of people seeing Black Stickman is... Most people don't tend to have just this innate instinctual reaction like they do with, say, ghosts or 
shadow people? Yeah, there is this weird gambit they run here where some of the stories will be, yeah, I saw it and I didn't feel like it was malevolent. I didn't feel like it was evil. I was obviously seeing something I wasn't supposed to, but I felt like it was more afraid of me than I was of it. Yeah. No, and I have read some stories to the contrary, but it seems like a lot of them are like that. Well, I also think that some of the reasons that people could be saying that is it might not be instinctual. This should just be people's natural reaction to seeing something that friggin' bizarre. Like, you know, if I'm seeing or, something like that, it could totally freak me out. It could be a screen memory and they're projecting, be calm, I'm normal, you're supposed to be seeing a stick, man. They're like, oh, it's not evil. But no, I'm not supposed to be uh, seeing yeah, a yeah, stick, yeah. This, this, is, is, this is right out of my reality. Black stickmen are just bad at mentalism. <laughs> like, I wonder if it's... I wonder if it's Grey's. I, I really wonder I if it's so. Grace. I don't think so. I, I know Grace have been caught wandering in really weird places uh, before. They've they've done really. There's a lot of accounts of them having really bad screen memory sort of things, where they're doing things that wouldn't actually make any sense to a human thinking about it. I don't know, man. I, I you know I I'm very I'm very taken with the notion that our world changed. The day that we discovered nuclear technology and what happened. Because after okay, that... I have no clue where you're going, but I, I'm in. I'm in. You speak, heard... speak your truth. I don't think I, don't no, know. I, don't think I know this one. Our, Just tell me. No, our world changed the day we discovered nuclear technology. Because that that's the day when so many you know, alien-worshipping cults started. That's when so many more paranormal entities started being spotted around nuclear facilities and things like that and it's a it's a change just in how people live their lives it's a change in how we interact it's a change in how we interacted even with each other so i think something has happened and we discovered some sort of technology that put us on the map for things and now that's why we're getting visited by new entities they're being like oh you know it's like again we'll go back to star trek okay what do the star trek uh what is the federate they don't show up to talk to a to a group of people until they discovered warp technology. You know, maybe we discovered a technology in like with nuclear technology and now we're picking up new entities that are like, oh, okay, maybe these uh, maybe these people are, are now worth our time investigating and looking at now. And that's why we're now being studied and things are, are, are coming to Earth now. Or maybe nuclear devices weaken the barriers of our universe. It could. Nuclear fission. You know, we're tearing stuff apart, putting it back together. It could, we could be doing all sorts of stuff with our reality that we're not that we're not aware of. I'm not sold on your theory, but it's fascinating. I find it very interesting. Yeah. And maybe you can build on with time. Maybe maybe it'll turn me into a convert. To this no, one. but it is a neat idea. It's always been. It's always just been in the back of my mind. Just so much. Just. Well, that's the same time the Manhattan experiments were going on too. Maybe, yeah. maybe it could be connected to that because there's a lot of people saying that there was a lot of uh, like extra-dimensional research occurring at that time and trying to make mm -hmm. things teleport and travel through time. Yeah. Maybe we screwed something up there. You know, that's why we're seeing stuff. You, know, you see, you see all of these sort of things start popping up shortly after we discovered just nuclear te nuclear technology. So I, I don't think that I don't think. But we do, we do have mythos from before then. True, but um, but I think that our our stories start changing after after we've discovered nuclear technology. It's created a new relationship with the paranormal after we after we did that. But I, I just think it's a new I think it's a new point I think it's a new point in history. It's kind of like you know it's kind of like how you look at UFO technology or sorry UFO stories before Roswell, post Roswell. You know, yeah. like in the UFO community, I think that there's. 
but again, that's just looking at the UFO technology. When you're when you're like me and Vic, when we're like these you know Keelian researchers, when we look at the paranormal as a whole, I really think that's a pivoting point in the paranormal altogether. Now, am I saying it's connected to Black Stickman? I don't know, but I haven't. I, you know, most of these stories to have I have not heard of one pre nineteen forty five. You know, I, the only reason why I'm not on board is because, like, you're. I can tell that you're going somewhere, and it's still in a very <laughs> early phase of planning. I want to see you build on this oh, thing. I really want to see you because the thing is, like, the roots are here. I just want to. No, I know. I want to see the proof in the pudding. Yeah. But again, but that's but again, that's just a thought that I just again just thought of while we while just while we've been talking. But um, just final thought. What do you think that the black black stickmen actually are? Okay. First, looking at their motives, like what we can tell from watching them, they are they are willing to stay elusive. They're trying to keep away from us. They seem surprised most of the time when people are noticing them. They're usually caught when humans are in a fast-moving vehicle and kind of just get up on them. Uh, the other thing is, uh, and we didn't get to talk about this much in the video, um, some people report electrical disturbances, uh, radios going haywire, phones discharging, um, LCD or LED screens um, kind of lighting up extra bright. I think these guys have a powerful electric field. And I think that explains a lot of the high strangeness going on around them, like the distortion in the air, kind of like we were talking about with the ionic lifter, the taste of metal, things along those lines. Um, so whatever they are, I think they're giving off a really strong electric charge and are carrying a really strong electric current. Um, Beyond those two things, like I said, maybe they're the shadow of something, some extra-dimensional creature, or maybe it's a screen memory, but definitely what I can say is they want to be elusive, and I think they're carrying a whole lot of electricity with them. I am going to say that I think these things exist on some other sort of dimension, and I think that the distortion that is around them I think it's just a byproduct of that different dimension that they live on. Um, and I think that's I think that's the reason why we're seeing that. I think these things are here uh, studying people. There's tons of reasons why things of the paranormal want to come study humanity. Everything from the you know benevolent, they're just interested in our culture. They just want to see kind of how we're doing to study us. All the way up to, you know, malevolent reasons. You know, whatever. Now... You, you could argue either one of those sides. I don't really think that's necessary for me in this video because I don't really think that there's really enough to say exactly what their motives are other than that they are interested in being here. Um, I definitely want to hear what your guys' thoughts are on these things. If you guys have had a story with these, definitely put those in the comments below. Um, we, love, we love hearing your guys' feedback. If you guys like this episode, don't forget to leave a like and leave us a review for our podcast. We love getting those as well. Um, and I think we're getting probably to the point in the episode we're about to wrap this up. Yeah, I think we're going to be heading into our Patreon pillow. content. Yes, we know our what we call our pillow talk. Um, if you guys are interested in checking out the rest of this episode, uh, don't forget to go over to our Patreon and sign up. Uh, and you can check out the whole rest of this episode on our Patreon. And all the rest of all the previous episodes, which is getting to a lot yeah. of content. This is episode 19, so next uh, next episode is going to be tw uh, 20. Holy crud, we've done that many already? Yeah, so pretty excited about that. What are we talking about in the extended segment today? So I thought it would be really good to talk about a cryptid. Uh, so I thought we'd talk about the rock apes. Have you ever heard of those? 
I, only in passing. It's not one I'm yeah. very familiar with. So these are the Rock Apes of Vietnam. A really cool, interesting cryptid. And that's what we're going to be talking about in our pillow talk today. And also, just a heads up for you guys, we have a case file coming down yes. the, uh, the down the pipeline. Yeah, I don't know where I was going. But we have a case file coming to you guys pretty soon. We're working on the editing on it right now. It's heads a, up, it's going to be a long one. We're probably going we're probably gonna have to make it a two-parter. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, but it is a fan-recommended one. Mm-hmm. So just just get ready, guys. Yeah. We got something big coming for you. Yeah, if you guys ever uh, are interested in us talking about something, put it in the comments below, guys. We love recommendations, and we love to do fan-selected stuff. And we end up taking a lot of them too. Mm-hmm. So until next time, guys, keep believing because we'll keep listening. All right. Okay, tell me about these rock apes. All I'm right. Excited. So so rock apes. These became more well known. Uh, after the Vietnam War. I always love paranormal war stories. Yeah, so this is during wartime. So during uh, the Vietnam War, American troops were coming back to the USA with reports of these Bigfoot that were seen in Vietnam. And the locals called them Batututs. I really want to say that's what I... I want to say that I pronounced that right. I, I'm pretty sure that I did. But American GI had tons and tons of reports of seeing these things while they were in the jungles of Vietnam. Um, I was reading about this really, really interesting story about it was a couple of these American soldiers. They're going through uh, the Vietnam jungle and as they're going through, all of a sudden, they're